I want to rock. Welcome to Headbangers Rock Show, where the past is still kicking ass. Your hosts, Chris51 and Joe, are talking old school rock and heavy metal. Now, let's kickstart the show, boys. All right, and uh, welcome back to another riveting episode of the Headbangers Rock Show on KOUV Radio, the Couve. Couve! The Couve.com. Um, I'm Joe. Over across the way from me is Chris Fitty One. And uh, yeah, we're back again after another week where we uh, actually kind of an unexpected bye week we had uh, last week, but uh, you know, again, life happens, and uh, we had to throw in the towel a little uh, a little bit early last week, knowing we wouldn't be able to get down to a get around to a new recording. Uh, but we're back, we're back, we, we're back uh, with we're, a doozy. We're back off the bye week, and uh, interestingly enough, we had a. You know, we had started. Oh, by the way, this is also Headbangers Pod. Yes, if, it is. If you are not listening to the the Couve on uh, Wednesday night between six and eight p.m. Pacific time, so if you're listening to it after the fact on Spotify, let's say, then we call it Headbangers Pod. Um, not too not too difficult there, right? Headbangers Rock Show, Headbangers Pod. Pretty consistent across the board. You Pretty know? consistent, which meshes with Headbangers Con, which, by the way, mm-hmm. speaking of Headbangers Con or Headbangers Convention, we were talking a little bit about this before we got on. When is the um, next possibility for a show? Is it going to be like February-ish? I'm thinking like spring, yeah. We might do a, we might do another little virtual one just to kind of wet people's whistles a little bit and um, get back out there, you know. And, uh, oh, man. Whoa, look at that. Holy cow! And then we'll uh, we'll shoot for something. You don't get too many people that like sneeze on the air, do you? I mean, I tried to hide that, but boy, we don't care here. Oh my god, we're not what you'd call professionals. uh, Yeah, I've been fighting off a little bit of a uh, last couple of days. I've been fighting off a little bit of um, not a uh, COVID, but like just the straight up cold. You know, I haven't had one of those in a while. I think people forget that there's actually such thing as like just a normal little cold now. Yeah, they always assume that it's COVID. All of a sudden, I got this cold kind of out of nowhere, and uh, I'm just like, sheesh, and crackers. I forgot what it was like to have like a little sore throat, you know, Mm -hmm. and then you get the stuffy nose, the sinuses, and you're just like... Drink more beer, that helps. Yeah, yeah, I'll tell you what. God, yeah. So, hey, uh, funny funny thing, though, before we get started on the show, um, I think you know this just because um, you just know this, Mm -hmm. Uh, but I saw a concert last week. You did? I did. What concert? You did did know this, didn't you? No. What concert did you see? Yeah, you knew it because... You uh, you made mention of something on Facebook about it. Fish? Yes. You went and saw fish. <laughs> I went. Goddamn hippie. Fish. You know they have a tendency to wherever they play, they play multiple shows. You yeah. know, so they were playing uh, whatever Tuesday, Wednesday, th- whatever two nights here. I saw both nights. What? Yeah. Can you believe I it? Who are you? I yeah. didn't know you like that. Like, <laughs> first hippie. of all, was it just like? Is this like boring music? Well, like, here's the thing. It's funny. Like, um, I I like to do my homework sometimes before I go, especially if I go see a band I'm not super familiar with, or like there's an opening act I'm not super familiar with. So I went and lit back and let's do it. I know Fish is basically kind of like a modern day um, uh, Grateful Dead ish, yeah. you know, but they were. Um, 
they I mean they've got so many they've got so many uh, albums songs they don't do they did back to back nights and they don't play repeat songs they matter of fact they haven't played a repeat song like I went back and look at all their set lists they don't play repeat songs for like it's like they'll do like five six shows without doing a repeat song almost in a row anyways I wouldn't want I just, to hear a single song yeah well alone. here's the thing it's funny I went uh, I didn't really have much of an opinion about them that I went and saw them uh, we just decided to see them a couple guys in my band right now are fish fans mm-hmm. and um, we just kind of were talking the other night and we were like alright let's go see them the reason I saw them two nights in a row though is because I accidentally bought tickets for the wrong night oh. and I couldn't sell them so I was like well to hell with it I'll just go see them no, I didn't go see the whole show either night because both yeah. both shows are like three hours long. Yeah, I was I, I was dogging on you on Facebook. Yeah, when you're trying to sell them. I'm like, I went for you get in the first place. I went for half the night, the first night, and half the night the second night, basically. So I kind of the equivalent of saw like a whole show in two nights. Yeah, um, and that was enough for me. It was. Right. I mean, they're good. The first night they actually had some rocking tunes. It was kind of cool. Like they they get to jamming and it's uh it's it's good. They have this massive light show going on while they're playing. Uh, second night was a little bit more mellow. Probably not as intriguing as the first night, but it's what it is. I mean, they're they're kind of a you know they're a folksy rock band, yeah. but some of their songs that rock are pretty rocking. They had a they had a time in the '90s where they were kind of lumped in with that alternative rock scene, you know. Mm. And they were they had a couple albums that were pretty big. I'm not I don't listen to them on a regular basis. I mean, I could throw them on in the background, but I'll tell you what: for having never seen Fish and just mostly being a rock concert guy. You know, with the exception of the occasional Brian Adams or Bob Seger show, I thought it was good. I mean, it was it was what it was. You know, know. I'll it was take good a hard to, pass on that one. A yeah, hard like I, said, pass. I, I probably wouldn't normally if it wasn't like a group of people we were going with, and we we're all like, "Yeah, let's go see it." Otherwise, I mean, I wouldn't just buy tickets to the show and then go yeah. take the wife and just say, "Hey, let's go to fish." Well, but, good because I would disown you. Yeah, yeah. So that probably wouldn't happen. Anyways, uh, okay, so Let's last... talk some metal, because I've had a hell of a week. Yeah, Girl problems, yeah, Joe, yeah. girl problems. Oh, I know, I know, I tell God. you what. I remember I remember in high school, and even into college, when uh, we used to get uh, a new love in our life, um, you know, we used to always joke with each other and, 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 and make fun of each other, because we were like, dude, you've been seeing this girl for like two weeks, and you're whipped already! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we do the little whip time. It's true. <laughs> where, where there's a whip, there's a way. Right? Oh, man, yeah, yeah, and so, yeah, you, you had a little, you had a little whip going on, and then all of a sudden, the whip whipped you back, and uh, now, now you're back. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm back. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a rough one, but... Um, That's right, you recently divorced, and you had a, you had a stint with a gal that, uh, now you realize why, you know, um, all right, so whatever. Our my machine just botched on me there, right in the middle of a conversation, right in the middle of, of saying something. So it happens. It's technical difficulty. Oh, you know what's yeah. funny is that we didn't have technical difficulties the last couple shows. I felt it. like we did pretty good, and all of a sudden, you know, I start talking about women, and then technical difficulties. Well, happen. Yeah, it's, it's more than technical difficulties. <laughs> um, so, anyways, um, I forget what I was saying. We were talking about. Oh, yeah, your recent. Uh, your recent breakup, which was the, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I got dumped this time. Which yeah. You're almost a 50 year old man and you're still, uh, finding yourself still on getting the, dumped, still, uh, still getting cheated still getting on. Dumped, and, yeah. Know, what I mean, the hell dude. But it's like that old saying goes, you know, uh, what is it? We read on the bathroom all that one time, no matter how hot she is, smart she is, or, or horny she is, somebody somewhere is sick of her shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a good, that's a darn fine saying at times just, too. Just so live by that, I guess. Yeah. Sometimes that can be, uh, sometimes that can be true. Other times that's, um, that's just a bathroom wall statement. <laughs> um, so, anyways, um, so tonight we're going to, I think we're going to ultimately pick back up on on what we, we started a couple of weeks ago. Then we took a few weeks in between where we were doing, you know, Jason McMaster interview mm-hmm. or had some other 
some other content for shows, but uh, we're going to pick up and go bam, bam, back to back, I think, with um, our Making the 80s album. Oh, we are. You haven't yeah. told me what we're yeah. doing this week yet. <laughs> so we went, uh, we, we did song one a couple weeks ago. Uh, we did song two last week, and now we'll do song three. And okay. it, and just to reiterate or uh, recap what it is, is it we, we're going to do a 10-part series where we create our, our best 80s rock album out mm-hmm. of 80s bands. Um, and what the criteria is, we, we pick an opening song, a second song, a third song, a fourth song, until we finally get 10 songs from it for an album. Um, we pick from different bands or the same band or whatever. Um, it's just the criteria is when you're picking song one or song two, that song has to be a song one or a song two on an album. Right. right. So, you know, you can't pick Holy Diver for your opening song because that's a song two exactly. on this album, Holy Diver. So it could be your second song, right. but it can't be your first. So um, we started out uh, a couple of weeks ago. I had uh, Abyss, and we did say so. Here, here was one thing I, I that's going to start to kind of come to um, uh, well, something we're going to lay down some rules here because um, I just noticed too. We didn't really stipulate whether or not. Um, I don't think intros or things really count, right? So an intro. Yeah, so we kind of talked about. So technically, looks that kill is the second song, right? On a doc, on a, a shout the devil. Yeah, so you're talking about. Even like, though it's like, like the quote unquote third track, because yeah, like jump on the on on 1984 actually was the first we second counted as the song. second song. No, no, jump is because, a jump is that intro. Panama. You mean. Yeah, Panama is a second song, even yeah, though technically the, the it's first. track three because 1984 that intro. Okay, exactly. so that's what I was gonna say. Kind of, it's kind of weird. There's so, anyways, yeah. My first song was Abyss, and then To Hell with the Devil by Striper to open up my 80s album. Uh-huh. Love that, love that cut. And then my, the hell was my? Oh, my second song was Not for the Innocent yeah. by Kiss off of Lick It Up. Great yeah. song. I liked to kind of come out of the gate pretty good with a good strong song like, mm-hmm. like the Striper song is. And then I kind of like I don't mind taking a little bit of a. You know, not a slow song by any means, but maybe a mid-tempo song, number two. Right. Come out of the gate hard, mid-tempo. I think you said come out of the gate hard and keep going hard. Keep going hard. Keep yeah. that rager up. <laughs> you your, yeah, your first one was Livewire. That was Livewire. So you came out of the album starting your 80s album with Livewire, mm-hmm. and Panama was number two. No, Crazy Train. Oh, Crazy Train yeah, was number two. Crazy okay. Train took over number two, remember? Like, right, so right, right. I took it up even. If, it's hard It's hard to take Livewire up a notch, but I, uh, I upped it up just a little bit more, too. Yeah, yeah. You're coming out of the gate really, really strong. Yeah. So uh, before we get into that, though, a um, couple things, two things. As a matter of fact, I found another list. Oh, great! <laughs> Is it going to piss me off like the? No, the no. This list? this list won't piss you off. All It'll right. just be kind of weird. So uh, I came across this thing where, and I even voted on it. Um, but the uh, the gist of it was, and I don't know, li- Loudwire or something like that. Uh, they were counting down like the forty best um, rock covers. Okay. By you know by famous yeah, okay. bands that did a rock cover that ended up on an album. Right. And um and then they, at the end of it they had a survey and they only included in the survey like fifteen and asked you to vote on your favorite. So I voted on mine out of this fifteen. So this fifteen is not the list of forty. Right. But let me give you the list of uh, fifteen that they that they gave that at the end and, and you okay. tell me which one maybe you would have picked and okay. I'll tell you which one I did pick to vote on. Okay. So it started with Stone Temple Pilots Dancing Days, a Led Zeppelin cover. Uh-huh. I've heard that one. Yeah. Anthrax doing Carry On My Wayward Son. That's such a good cover, dude. I haven't heard that. Oh, I, don't I just think. listened to it again last night. Really? It's such a good cover. Red Hot Chili Peppers doing that Love Roller Coaster, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. That's like their second good, really good hit cover though. Yeah. 
Rob Zombie doing I'm Your Boogeyman by Casey and the Sunshine Band. Yeah, same. Mm. I don't know if I've ever heard that one. It's it's okay. Hailstorm doing Still of the Night, which is good. I mean, a, a chick vocals on a on, right. on it's, it's good. Uh, Aerosmith's come together, but I feel like Aerosmith's come together. It sounds almost exactly the same as the Beatles come together. It's it a tiny bit more rocking, but otherwise, yeah, I'm like, I like when they. I like keeping the basics of the song, but you got to add your own elements a little bit to make it I sound like so. your own band doing it. Yeah, here. Motorhead doing "Heroes" by David Bowie, which I don't know the song "Heroes" by David yeah. Bowie, um, or maybe I do. I just can't think of it off the top of my head. I'm not a do- David Bowie guy, but uh, Chris Cornell doing "Patience" by GNR. Mm, that's good. Yeah, it's really good. I'd imagine that would be good. Motley Crue, Smoking in the Boys Room, Five Finger Death Punch, my band, doing Ugh. Blue on Black by Kenny Wayne Shepard. That's actually a pretty good cover, I think. Metallica doing Stone Cold Crazy by Queen. That's a good one. Corn. Corn. Another brick in the... By the way, I remind me about Corn here in a minute. Corn, mm-hmm. another brick in the wall, Pink Floyd cover. GNR, Live and Let Die, uh, Wings cover, mm-hmm. um, and Van Halen, You Really Got Me, and Disturbed, The Sound of Silence. Mm-hmm. So those were the choices. Wow. Uh, well, if you had to vote, what, what, which choice are you taking on that one? Oh, I would definitely be between Van Halen and Anthrax. So uh, You Really Got Me. You Really Got Me was a great cover, but oh, that Anthrax, Carry On My Wayward Son. Imagine... Yeah. Completely nailing every every bit of that song, the passion of the song and the yeah. sadness of that song, but then amping it up just a little bit and giving it that anthrax metal riffs to it. Oh, that's yeah, so good. weird. It's odd that I don't think I've ever heard them do that, which is strange. Strange. But, okay, so you, you, had, to, you had to vote. What did you vote? Uh, I'm going to pick that anthrax. So you like the anthrax yeah. one. So here's the, uh, um, here's the, or- the order I read them in was the order with least amount of votes to most amount of votes just now really they so didn't disturbed? show up they didn't show up that yeah they didn't show up in that Actually, order i like that disturbed when they did the um uh frankie not frankie frankie goes to hollywood oh did they they did that two tribes go to war yeah that yeah, song yeah was better than the sound, sound of, of silence, silence. Yeah. that cover was horrific dude. simon and garfunkel yeah. yeah um and then but you really got me was the second highest yeah i do with, love that with, i mean if, and of course smoking in the boys room is smoking in the boys was in the middle of the road um i voted for metallica stone cold crazy that's a great one too you know i think their version of stone cold crazy is awesome yeah um, but third. yeah, the least one was the Stone Temple Pilots, and Anthrax Carry On was only was the second yeah. one with the least amount of votes. But I mean, it's I don't think that one's as nearly as as well known. It's as, not as well known. It's even know. hard to find on like iTunes and stuff. Yeah, know? yeah. So that's interesting. But yeah, I I thought that uh, you know I don't know. I thought it's kind of interesting that Corn another brick in the wall. The reason I said remind me about Corn is because I was also right before I got to this article, I was reading something about Corn. It's like their I don't know, 27th anniversary of one of their albums or something. And there's a whole article about Korn and how they, um, you know, kind of when they came out, they were revolutionary, you know. Uh-huh. And I was like, really, were they? I've heard some songs by them. So I kind of just, one well, day at work, I, I went back and I listened to like a little bit of the first three albums and then a little bit of some of the albums like in the later albums just in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. They have definitely come around to be more like of a, like a little bit heavier version of uh, what's the Corey Taylor band? Not Slipknot, Stone but Stone Sour. Stone Sour. Right. They're kind of like a Stone Sour meets um, uh, Seether kind of now. I feel like Corn yeah. is now. But those early albums when he was still doing that like Cookie Monster stuff, yeah. you know, whatever he was doing. I, I really like the song Blind. You know, I can yeah. see him going blind. Like that was their first yeah. release that right. put him on the map. And it was different. I wouldn't say it was revolutionary yeah, by yeah. any means. 
because no, there was those bands were there was tons of bands like that then they just happened to be the band that carried on yeah throughout you know and the they had they off. had the elements of the of the hip hop thing going on but then that that cookie monster voice that he gets oh, into yeah. is just so strange and stupid he does it a lot in those early albums he does and it's just after a while i'm just like god this is just garbage and i mean uh, i don't like the sound of the drums like the snare drum is just so and a lot of in those first three records it's just they have this particular sound that yeah. they are you know it's heavy very bass driven bass driven mm-hmm. with like short little riff parts on the guitar that don't even fill things up all the time right and then that snare drum oh i hate the snare drum sound in that early those early albums by yeah. them and his voice, dude. I'm sorry, but that I just he I, didn't, have I don't a voice. Honestly, I don't dig those first couple albums at all. There's yeah. nothing about Corn that I like really. There's nothing I, I like about any of their albums. I can't even say it. I mean, I I don't mean to. You know, I, there are some songs that are okay, like you said that you know. And I'd heard uh, what's what's another one that was popular by them? The uh, like Freak on a Leash. Freak on a Leash. Yeah. Uh, got the life. Yeah. Okay, those songs I could if they're in a mix or something I can get it. In. But I just I just after a while, oh, it gets to me. But then. Fast forward to some of the songs today, and again, they sound totally different. They're just like a heavy metal band now. They don't yeah. do any of that other stuff. But yeah. uh, anyways, I thought it was interesting. But yeah, so as far as those covers go, um, yeah, I picked Metallica, and you really like that Carry On My oh, Wayward Son. Listen huh? to it. I don't know if I've ever heard it, but I... You'll dig I it. I probably would dig it. Carry on my wayward son, there'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry no confusion just to get a glimpse beyond the solution i was soaring ever higher but i flew too high though my eyes can see i still was a blind man though my mind could think i still was a
So in other news that I found on, um, I guess, Loudwire, I don't know why, it seems like Loudwire, I keep <laughs> keep coming back. I, for a while there, it seemed like Blabbermouth was the one that I kept going to, or what? what's the one with uh, Stevie Rochelle, is that? Oh, that's, um, doesn't he? I'll, I'll think of it. Yeah. He, he does one, yeah. Yeah, he's got one. It's kind of like yeah. a music news Yeah, his, I like it. It's yeah. a good one. Anyways, Loudwire seemingly has uh, attracted my attention lately with uh, little articles or lists or something. I scroll. I think maybe I follow them on Facebook or something, and mm-hmm. it, you know, occasionally it comes up. But um, something that kind of caught my eye the other day, I thought was worth mentioning uh, just briefly, is that uh, you know, you and I have talked about this uh, a number of times. So, but I think it's I think it's interesting every time it comes up because it seems there's a little bit of a split maybe between not only the artists but people like you and I who are like fans of the artist when it comes to um, labeling or whatever or talking about the label of the 80s rock music. Um, It was an interview with Tom Kiefer of Cinderella and um, they... uh, they let's see. Do I have this? Let me look at it. Oh, yeah. by the way, Middle Sludge is what Middle Steve, Sludge. Steve okay. Yep. Is, yeah. So, anyways, in this interview with with Tom Kiefer, he was basically the, you know the term hair metal came up again. Yeah. Okay. You know? We always and, you know, have this discussion. Yeah. yeah. And you know, like we we interviewed uh, Jason McMasters. He he used the term hair metal, cock himself. rock, whatever. He doesn't even care. He's you know, of course, he has he has more of a foot in you know his start was in kind of more prog progress or prog uh, thrash type metal and he still kind of likes that a lot mm-hmm. i think with dangerous toys that was just kind of like a, a thing he did because that music was popular at the time yeah but nonetheless um so i, I from the from what it sounds like Kiefer had a little bit of an issue with the term hair metal he said i don't consider my music metal and the term hair metal is just ridiculous he said i like the term hard rock as a teenager, I got into Muddy Waters, Johnny Winter, and learned the roots and the blues. It's always been a part of my music, so I see myself as a blues-inspired, roots-inspired, hard rock musician. Okay, that's fine. He is. He yeah. probably is a blues-inspired, uh, hard rock musician. However, your band Cinderella fits f- snugly into <laughs> the uh, hair rock. You did uh, use Aquanet to puff up your hair for the record. I mean, cover if you, and, I mean, if shoot. he's, I mean, if, if all bands, like if, if somebody like, um, I don't know, maybe even if like McMasters had said it or, 
or um, you know somebody from like LA Guns or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I could see you know they had more leather, maybe had a little bit of the sound, maybe not. But Cinderella, for freak's sake, dude! Yeah. You're, you, Cinderella, Warrant, Poison are three of the ba- winger are four bands that the reason hair metal basically exists. They exemplify hair metal. Motley Crue's Theater of Pain look, you know, oh, like yeah. they, they rat some some of their looks. I mean. Exactly. Like though you are, that is why they call it hair metal. Yeah. Is because of the look that you guys had. Not necessarily Tesla, like I said, or LA Guns yeah. or you know, whatever. Guns and Roses, those kind Maybe of not things. DNR as much, but like your your band was fully just fully embrace it and geez, I, that stuff So to he made you know, he goes he goes on to make a, a decent point. He said, um you know, he said uh uh, he you know he did make a distinction that you know crew rat Bon Jovi Motley Crue I mean they're all their music did sound different and that's the one thing about the the genre the 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 bands that were at the top they were all distinguishable yeah. I mean you you throw on a, a, a you know song eight on a Cinderella album or song three on a Poison album or song five on a Rat album you're gonna know which band it is right despite whether or not you know the bands you know the albums really well you'll know you know if you know the music and you know the bands a little bit you'll know which band that is yeah. so they did have some distinct sounds so they weren't all just those the top bands weren't just clones of each other that whole clone thing came later in the 80s right. <laughs> we had a lot of those bands that were sounding starting to sound a lot like you know every other band uh, but he said that he, he goes on to say, I think that every decade has a visual look to it and a style. I mean, up until maybe the 90s, then now it's just all a mishmash. But it's true. 60s had a look. 70s had a look. 80s had a look. You know, and he he says, you know, with the 80s, basically, to paraphrase a little bit of what he said, the 80s was a very colorful time. I mean, everybody, Cyndi Lauper, Madonna, Boy George, you know, Devo. Mm -hmm. I mean, MTV was brand new. Magazines, you know, were out. I mean, this was the visual era of the 80s. Music was enormous mm-hmm. you know and so these these rockers that did this music i mean they they obviously they they wanted to be as kind of out there and flamboyant a little bit as possible to kind of mix in and 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 just be a part of that 80s scene some bands didn't you know iron maiden metallica you know the harder bands usually didn't but let's face it you know cinderella and bon jovi had some pop elements to their music yeah so they were they're they they were as much about showmanship as about the music you know exactly. let's 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 look at us and hear us versus just more or less hear right. us yeah and they might have they might have changed you know long cold winter they might have turned into gypsy blues rock down the road but certainly their debut album was as hair metal as you could get and they yeah. wanted to be that they had they fit that mold so they could make it you know oh absolutely um and uh I don't know. I just I just thought it was kind of funny because I I think that you know just just to uh, you know reiterate again. I mean, we like so you and I. One of these days we'll do another episode where we'll talk more in depth about like the whole transition from eighties to nineties. Because mm-hmm. you know, again, I always think that you and I were of this of the perfect age for that uh, transition. Right. We lived it in the eighties. We were, we were young enough where the music was very influential for us. Um, we grew into the 80s. We saw it grow. We, as we grew, it grew and started to get a little different towards the end of the 80s. And then we graduate high school, early 90s. And right at that time, when we're going into college is when, you know, the transition happens to uh, the grunge scene. Right. And I remember, I mean, we were at a great age to really remember it because we also still kind of liked our 80s music, but we were starting to like the 90s music, too. We weren't so old yeah. when the transition happened that we were like, ah, screw this new grunge stuff. Yeah, we I'm could sticking appreciate to my, some Alice in Chains. We could appreciate and, Alice in Chains yeah. and Pearl Jam Sound and stuff Garden, like that. Yeah. 
Um, but we were we were young enough to appreciate it. Both, I think, you know, like right. I said, we weren't so old that that the new stuff was, you know, we were like, get off my lawn type of guy. Yeah. But and we were and we weren't so young that we were like, oh, well, this is the cool music. That stuff in the 80s is kind of eh, yeah, we know? Were the perfect age for it. So um, anyways, and we know exactly why the term hair metal came about or hair metal or bubblegum rock or whatever. You know, we knew we saw that transition happen. We saw all of a sudden all of our friends that who might have listened to Bon Jovi a little bit in the 80s all of a sudden Pearl Jam came out and it's as though they don't even remember that Bon Jovi existed yeah. you know they're t- way too cool to listen to Bon Jovi anymore right. I remember in the early 90s if I ever wanted to like play some winger or something like that in like my friend's car they'd be like dude are you serious uh-huh. you're not serious with winger right <laughs> seriously tell me you're not serious with winger you know I try to like slip it in in between like the Pearl Jam or the uh, uh, you know the Candlebox album or something like that. You know? <laughs> they're, they're just like seriously Winger or like Poison. They're like yeah. Anyway, so yep. we uh, I think like I said I think you and I have a unique perspective on it not only because of our uh, you know background with the the '80s music and our love for it growing up, but again like I said we were young enough to appreciate you know the, right. the '90s music and and have a little bit of kind of a straddle the fence basically yeah, scenario. Lucky. Yeah. So anyways, um, all right. So moving on, let's, uh, let's move to, um, let's move to our subject. We always seem to, we always, I always get on these lists and then we take too long with the lists and then we, 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 yeah, and then we have to rush our last couple picks (laughs) when we start talking about our, uh, our picks for these shows. So, um, okay. So, uh, 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 hair, I'm sitting here going, I got hair, hair song. What, what hair song? Um, the, Top the making the making the eighties album. Yep. Now we're at part three, which basically means song three. Song three. And you know, you and I have all, have often opined about uh, uh, song threes and how typically with most albums, the song three is either a really strong, really popular, or just a darn fine one. There's rarely any. In the '80s, anyways, there's rarely any duds that were three. Exactly. Like, like three song three is not where you put filler. Yeah. Song three is not where you bury something because you need an extra song on the album. You know, it's a super which important I guess, spot. AKA is called filler. Um, but yeah, I, it's it's a, and I think it's an important spot. Yeah, I mean, the I one I, of the most. I think it's songs. I think it's next to the opening song. I think three is the I most pop. Too. The I most you just have to have a song three that just gets people's attention exactly. and, and just it. In a lot of albums. It's the best song, or yeah, best song, discussion. yeah, best song or uh, most popular song, right? So I went through and um, I found a list. Now some of these may be on your list. Ultimately, okay. I don't know. They're not on mine because I I, I didn't put them on here because actually mine really they wouldn't they wouldn't fit this. But the, the hits, okay. Well, your hits fifty one, well, hits fifty one. So you're gonna give so away probably. I probably am gonna give four away of four right of your five are probably on my list. But <laughs> there's songs uh, that were hits, basically um, that appeared on an album. It, it, when I say it's hit, one of, one of the most popular, if not the most popular, song on this particular album. Okay. So first one I have. Speaking of Cinderella, nobody's fool. Yep. Off of night songs. That's a uh, song three. Kind of a mid-tempo. Um, to me, that would be a better song, too. Exactly. But it's still, it's three, and it's it's one of the most popular songs on that album, mm-hmm. if not the most popular on that album. Uh, Rats Lay It Down is a third song. Mm-hmm. Probably the most popular song by far on, on that Invasion album. Mm-hmm. My, uh, My White Lion, Little Fighter, is a, oh, uh, is, a is song three, and one of, one of their biggest hits, yeah. Little Fighter. That was song three on the... Um, 
uh, not Pride, but uh, Big Game album. Mm-hmm. Uh, Breaking the Law. Ooh. Judas Priest from their 80 album. Is it 80? Yeah, I think 81? No, 80. Uh, the, um, what is the album that it's on? It's, uh. Not Screaming for Vengeance. No, 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 no. It's, it's prior to point of entry. It's, uh, I always get the, t- I always get British Steel and, um, the other one mixed up. Yeah, British Steel's the one with the razor blade on the cover, right? Yes. And then, what's the, oh God, what is that? Well, uh, you got the phone. You could look it up. I could, yeah. Okay. It, it, I, I'm blown. It's blown. It, it's, my mind is a blank right now. It's, it's, what's. <laughs> Anyways, okay, so it's 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 a it's a song three breaking the law is song three on yeah. whatever Judas Priest album it's on, um, high and dry Def Leppard. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a song three. No one like you by the Scorpions. Ooh, that's a real good one. Mm-hmm. I think that's on the Blackout album. I think that's song three. Um, Flick of the switch. I that was one yeah. I actually considered on yeah. my list. Flick of the Switch, uh, from you know, you and I have often said too that Flick of the Switch is one of the best ACDC albums of all time, which it is. Yes, you got the you got the Judas Priest. There? Yeah, it's, it is British. Steel. It is British Steel. Okay, on, yeah. what's the what's the album that I'm? Oh, not Stained Class, but what Hellbent for Leather. Hellbent for Leather. British Steel. Sorry, I always mix up Hellbent for Leather and British Steel yeah. for some reason. Um, so uh, Flick of the Switch. Yeah. Anyways, great. It's the title track. Um, I don't know if it's the best song in that album. It's one of the best songs in that album. It happens yeah, to be the really title good. track. It's really good. Um, here's a little nod to our previous episode, Fly High Michelle. Enough oh. is Enough mm-hmm. is a song three. Um, again, when you, when you hear all these songs, these are, I mean, I, the, if we had a, you and I had our own radio station of nothing but hair metal songs, I mean, the, this could be the playlist of this, songs yeah, going down. It really I mean, you could know, be. Popular songs. Hide Your Heart, Kiss's uh, version of a, oh God, who wrote that song? It's not really a cover mm-hmm. per se. Yeah, because the gal that wrote the song kind of wrote it for them. Uh-huh. Um, I don't remember who it was. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a, not a Bonnie Raitt, but it's like it's somebody like that, like a gal singer who wrote the song. Uh-huh. Then gave it. She did it, a version of it, and then, and, but I think she was collaborating with Paul Stanley when it happened, so she did her own version. They did their version. Oh. Ace Fraley went and did a version of it as well. Um, anyways. Hide Your Heart off of Kiss's Hot in the Shade album. Mm-hmm. That was the pretty much the only song on that album that had any play. But speaking of Kiss, Lick It Up oh, yeah. was a song three. The be- I mean, by far and away, the, the yeah. biggest song on that album. Uh, up All Night by Slaughter. Now, it's, that's a 1991, but obviously, you know, you got to figure it was they writing it in the 80s. Counts, so it's kind yeah. of an 80s song. But Up All Night, which is a song which three on that one. Which hit, put them on the map. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, Still of the night. Oh, that's White a Snake. Good one right there. Is a song three. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Here comes that cold back into effect. I mean that, obviously. Um, and then um, here's a little bit of a deep cut one, but I think it w- it's an interesting one to put on there because I think it's not the most popular song on this album. I kind of like the song, but I think it's cheesy. I think it's t- almost too cheesy for me to really ever get into. But I, I like it. I just wish I wish there was one thing different about it. But Quiet Riot, when they came out with Condition Critical, mm-hmm. remember they had uh, they did another Slade song. They did Mama, We're All Crazy. Yeah. Um, they had that song called Party All Night was number three. And I think it was Quiet Riot's attempt, you know, in 85 to like write a an anthem a party uh-huh. anthem you know party all night but that's the thing i don't I like about that. that song is that you he don't goes, like that song well i like the song i just hate I, I have to always every time i listen to it i have to get over the fact that he's going party all night you know <laughs> he's the way he says party he, yeah. you know he doesn't say we're gonna party all night he's like we're gonna party all night yeah. oh you know and it just i don't know 
Uh, anyways, it's a good song. I want to like it more sometimes, but it's it's kind of a deep cut. Not deep cut, but I mean, it's one that I, I think was an interesting one because I think Quiet Riot was hoping that was going to be a big hit. Right. And it, it really wasn't. Um, uh, In My Dreams by Crocus. By Crocus? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, no. It's by My Dokken. You know, See, I've got yeah, I've got no. my white line. I've got my docking. Um, so, yeah, in my dreams, docking. I think that was on the uh, lock and key. I mean, that definitely was one of their biggest hits for sure. Yeah. Under lock and key albums. That was the one it was from. Um, and round and round. Obviously, rat song mm-hmm. three. Speaking of rat, way cool. Junior was number three as well. They had a lot of good number threes. Yeah. Um, wait, they had a what was. um uh, Wake Cool Junior, Round and Round. Oh, I already said Lay It Down. So yeah, yeah. actual rat. Three of a yeah. lot of their threes are big hits. Um, Winger Seventeen That's a huge is a hit. three, and uh, believe it or not, uh, oddly enough, Unskinny Bop is technically a song three, even though it's track five, because they mm-hmm. had that intro, uh, whatever that intro is called, going into the first song. It's like that long intro. Yeah. You and I talked about it on that song one yeah, out, which uh, doesn't count. It? Doesn't really count as a song one per se. Then they have that s- the second song, and then they have the a third song, and then they have a little intro going into um, uh, Unskinny Bop called like Swamp Juice or something uh, like that, or Swamp something, and then it goes into Unskinny Bop. So technically, Unskinny Bop is actually huh. a song three on that album, despite the fact that there's two like one and a half minute like little things in between right. some of the songs there. So anyways, I just thought that was an interesting list to look at and see how many like hair metal hits right. are song That's threes. A lot of hits. Yeah. Do you is there any that I didn't that you have um, that well they weren't necessarily hits, but there was a couple that I think were were arguably one of the best <clears throat> songs on the record. Yeah. Uh Burn in Hell, Twisted Sister. Oh yeah. I'll stay hungry. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean that song, God, that song rocked, dude, the, after you got yeah. that, that anthemic hit, but then yeah. you get this really like you know, yeah, yep. Um, Night Train off of Guns N' Roses. Night Train. Uh, Night Train was song three. Yeah. After I it's mean, so easy, it went to Night Train. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. That, that's a great song yeah. too to to come into a. That a is third awesome. Song. So yeah. those are just two that kind of stuck out of my head, but yeah, you know, so, not necessarily hits, but you know, hits in our eyes. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, it's crazy though that uh, that I just it's just funny how how there were so many hits, you know, yeah. that were were song threes uh shows how important this pick is of ours here for i tell you what strong or uh, song three has got to be strong yep Burning hell. Oh, burning hell. 
You know, the funny thing about Burn in Hell is that, remember that story that, uh, what's his name, told us um, from Twisted Sister? Eddie Fingers. Eddie Fingers. He was uh, riding the Pee Wee bike, which ironically, I just watched yeah. Pee Wee's Big Adventure the other day. Um, funny scene, and they're playing, the funny thing is, is Burn in Hell is a song that's playing during that scene. Really? That's so funny. Yeah. Dude. We always, yeah. Th- I always thought when I first remembered listening, it's got to be one of their more popular ones, right? Like, yeah. you know, we're not going to take it or I want to rock and it's not, it's Burn in Hell. Yeah. Um, I can't watch that video and not think of, of Eddie riding. Oh, I know, dude. It's hilarious. <laughs> All right. So, um, before we get into our choices, one more, um, one more list for me, not list that I found, but list that I created of just a couple, not nearly as many as the hits that we just went over, but um, for I always like I said I think I think song three is should be as important a slot as song you know one or maybe six because it's the first song on the second side yeah just I think song three has got to be strong one thing I I don't think song three can be is a ballad no it can't be and unfortunately there are a number of um, songs that are song threes uh, from some pretty prominent eighties albums that are ballads okay you can probably think of the one right off the bat that'll be number one on my list of the worst song three because i love this band but i hate this song off of your list it's got it's got it's got to be white lion and white lion or not white lion you love the band but you hate the song i wouldn't say home sweet home because you love no 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 uh, love the band but hate the song might be the only song i hate by them from their first three albums Bon Jovi? No. No? No. Not Bon Jovi, no. not White Lion. No. Winger. 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 It's, um... Yeah, what is it? Yeah, I got it. It's, uh... Shit, you already said 17's a song three. Uh... God, what's, what's that damn... <laughs> I'm brain farting. <laughs> uh, yeah, you are. To me. Uh... Yeah, uh, Miles Way. <laughs> Miles Away. How could you yeah. forget Miles Away? Yeah, I don't know. I you mean, know, you know how I forgot it because I always skip that track. I when mean, I'm listening. you know, it's unfortunately a very unforgettable song uh, from a not very good point of view. I don't know. I don't know why they put Miles Away as number three on that, even though it was one of the biggest, probably the biggest song. I guess it yeah. does fit the criteria. It was the biggest song on that album, probably. Yeah, it just makes more sense as a song two to me. You know, or, or, or even like a seven. No, I'd put it on side two. Yeah. yeah. Or if you're going to, if you're going to have a ballad on, I see, I don't think in rock albums, I don't think ballads should be on side one. I like one. when you have ballads is like nine or 10. Yeah. Or yeah. Songs. Somewhere like in the middle. out the album, you bring it down a notch. Somewhere like, yeah, either song, That's like what do we criteria s- for our song 10. Yeah. Maybe closing it out with a eight, ballad or something. Eight or nine, I think is the perfect spot to have your ballad. Yeah. And then, and then maybe end this, end the album a little fiery, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. I just I, I miles away to me should have been should have been. Although the weird thing is, is they go all prog rock in the middle of that album, and then they kind of come back. So yeah, I think it, I think they should have moved up like baptized by fire or something like that, and put yeah. that as song three and move miles away to like song eight. Anyways, uh, another egregious uh, song three in my opinion is I saw red by Warrant. Oh God, I mean not a huge song fan of that song, but again it's song three, and you know they I liked. Song two, we just talked about last week, which was um, Uncle, Uncle Tom's, Tom's Cabin. Cabin. But then to go into I Saw Red, nah, no, sorry, shouldn't be that. Um, weirdly enough, on Metal Health, Don't Want to Let You Go is number three, yeah. which is, I like that song a lot. It's it's by no means cheesy ballad like Miles Away or I Saw Red, but it's 
it's mid-tempo-ish. It's kind of cool. I, st- I still think I probably wouldn't have had that as three on there, although their first two songs are pretty anthemic and rocking, so that album's already t- taken off. And yeah, maybe they come down a little bit for song three. It fits better, but it, I still would have moved that to like maybe four or even close out this close outside one with that song or right. something like that. I might have my Slick Black Cadillac at number three. Oh, I would have too in a heartbeat. Know? Yeah. Uh, another example, I Won't Forget You. Poison, uh, mm-hmm. song three, another um, big hit, but big hit, but again a ballad, and I just I yeah. don't like the I don't like the ballads uh, at song three. Um, uh, last ballad I'll mention that is, and there's probably other ones out there I'm not thinking of, but uh, another ballad that back to uh, Mr. Kiefer. Don't know what you got till it's gone. Oh God, that song puts you to sleep. Oh dude. God, it's a terror. I mean, love Cinderella. Yeah, That's, it's kind of like with Winger. Love Winger. God, those songs though by them. Oh, it's, th- those feel like forced ballads to me, yeah, don't they? And you can't start off the record so good and rock it, and then just take it down to a snoozer sad fest like. And those are just those ballads like Miles Away, and Don't Know What You Got Till It's Gone. Um, I saw Red as at least a little different. I mean, it's kind of yeah. you know it starts off super slow. It does have kind of a rocking part in the middle of it, mm-hmm. but like songs like Miles Away. I mean, those just to me there's a couple bands that just it just feels like a forced ballad. You know what I mean? It, it does. Just, it's like, like they got a bunch of writers together and we're like, uh, all right, it's like it's, it's not even sappiest yeah, song ever right now. It's not even good. It's not even like creative. It's just straight up like. Yeah, I just, I don't know. It sucks because, you know, I love Cinderella and love Wingers, those two songs. I'm not, yeah. can't be a fan of those. One song that stuck out, though, as I was looking through um, some was an ACDC song, oddly enough. Not a ballad, obviously. Yeah, it's not ACDC right on. Doesn't do, only... ACDC doesn't really do ballads. Um, but on one of my favorite albums by ACDC, uh, Fly of the Wall, mm-hmm. Do you know uh, what the third DT? song is? It DT? No, DT is a Who Made Who thing. Uh, oh yeah, that's Who Made Who. That's the next record. Uh, no, yeah, Fly on the Wall. It's weird because you know they got great song like Shake Your Fly on the Wall and then Shake Your Foundation. Yeah. Start out the album really great. The th- song three on on that is um, that song First Blood. Oh yeah. And oddly enough, I was playing my record the other day of that that Fly on the Wall. You know, just it was just uh-huh. on here in the background. I remember that song first blood coming on and i just remember thinking it's, it's really that should be a that should be like a song eight or buried somewhere like that's a, a filler real song. filler song for an yeah. AC, for an otherwise great acdc album you yeah. know that's just not a great one i, I remember seeing it and then i had to go back and i saw that that was song three i'm like Ugh, yeah. it's not a strong it's not that it's a bad song it's just uh it's got nothing almost it's though. not it's, one of the stronger ones on the record that's not for sure. at all anyways Okay, so getting into the getting into the getting into our own now. meat and potatoes of the uh, of the of episode here. By the way, we probably ought to mention again an hour into it. You know why not? <laughs> why not that, mention? That, why not mention are, what at. the hell you're listening to? Um, Headbangers Rock Show, Headbangers Pod. On um, well, if you're listening to Headbangers Rock Show, that means you're you're tuning in most likely uh, between six and eight p.m. on Wednesdays on KOUVRadio.com, otherwise the known as the Coove. And if it's not Wednesday night, six to eight p.m. Pacific time on KOUVRadio.com, then it's Headbangers Pod. It's just sort of our rebroadcast of this on places like Spotify and whatnot, so you can listen to it afterwards if you want. Uh, we also have a Facebook page. Uh, we, yeah, we have we have some people that follow us, but we don't get a lot of uh, response back. So if you want to respond sometime, hey, let it rip. You know what? Why not? Um, okay, so you're, uh, let's start with the list here. So we got we got song two. So you're opening up the album with Livewire, mm-hmm. Motley Crue. That's your song one. Your song, song two one. is 
Tell me again. <laughs> Song Juice Crazy Train. Oh, Crazy Train, right. Okay, so you got Livewire and Crazy Train coming out of the gates. Mm-hmm. So we have a list of five songs that, that uh, all five of these could be your song Vine, three, Vine but ultimately ultimately yeah. number one. So We're going to count it down. So this is, the song, this is my number five that yeah. was in consideration, in consideration. For, the, for the record, right. for our record, yep. but, but didn't quite make it. I got beat up by a few others, but this was in my top list. Yes. And it's actually might shock you, actually, but I know you love this song too, but it'll oh. shock a lot of people. Uh-huh. Um, to me, by far the strongest song on this record mm-hmm. um, off of Theater of Pain, do you know what it is? I do, I do. It's Louder, louder Than Hell, than hell. by yep. Motley Crue. Yeah. I just love that song, and um, to me, that that's Motley Crue on this record. It's not a yeah. cover, it's not some filler stuff, it's not <clears> a ballad, It's that's Motley Crue, Louder Than Hell, and then the rest of the, you know, a lot, a lot of the rest of the record just kind of fell to hell, but... Yeah, the theater pain. Theater pain's an interesting record, you know, I mean, I, I think, I, you know, I don't think it has as much... Um, I don't think it has as much behind it as Shout the Devil did. Um, although, like, I, I, oddly enough, I like the song City Boy Blues. I like Keep Your Eye on the Money. I like, like, um, on side two, I like Raise Your Hands to Rock. Fight Free Right is okay. But, yeah, and they've, I don't know. It's an interesting album. It just, it was such a departure from Shout the Devil. Yeah. And I think it just, it, I remember when we first, when I first got that album, it just blew me away how different it was. But, anyways, okay. Um, so my number five is going to surprise you even more. See, you're, that doesn't surprise me per se, because okay. uh, that is an w- awesome song, one of Motley Crue's best. Um, however, the one that I'm going to ch- pick is probably going to surprise you. Okay. So my number five consideration, I say um, when talking about song three, it's got to be your strongest song. It would be a little bit of a. It would be a little bit of a. Um, a uh, uh, curveball, so to speak, if you went with a instrumental. Really? Could it work? Can an instrumental work as song three? I mean, I know if it's rocking. I know what you're picking then. You do. Which one? DT. No, because DT, oddly enough, was only like, it's like a, well, it's maybe like a three minute little instrumental. But, but it was all so it, good. It is good, but it was yeah. otherwise on a basically a greatest hits album. I know, but that still counts, I would think. Well, I guess it could, who but who, I, mean, I mean, it's Who Made Who. Who Made Who had some other songs on it, too. Like, I mean, it only had. Well, Who Made D- Who. Who Made Who, DT, and Chase the Ace were yeah, the only. Three, three originals on it. So. Three three new songs. Yeah, Everything else was like three, three greatest three hits. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you wanted to, you could go go that route. Like, yeah, if, okay, you know, so but if it's not DT, you would No, it? not DT, um, uh, a different one. And I really love this song because I, I'm, I'm, I love this album more and more, um, even though it's not my favorite album by this band. It's becoming close to my second favorite album by this band, if not already there. But the more I listen to this album, the more I, I just love this one. And it comes right after my favorite album by this band. So the song is called Lost for Words. I'm at a loss for words. Yeah. You don't remember who sings that? Or, no. Well, there is no singing, so there's nobody no, that it's sings instrumental, it. instrumental, I probably don't even... Yeah, Lost for Words, Iron Maiden. Really? It's on Power Slave. Really? Yeah, the third song and is I called... I didn't even think about that. Yeah, third God, song is called Lost for Words. I mean, it's called... Like, they, they spell it like L-O-S apostrophe for words. Yeah. Obviously, because it's an instrumental. I think I just always think of that as a continuation of song two or the big be- or yeah. beginning of song four. You know what I mean? Like it I is. Really kind it's, of sandwich in there perfectly. Yeah. Although I think it's long. Look up on look up uh, on while we're doing this real quick. Tell me the duration of that song because I I want to say it's. Oh wait, I have it right here. Never mind. I'm shocked at that. Oh yeah, it's four minutes and fifteen seconds. So it's a long song I'm for an instrumental. 
beat that beat out other songs though. Yeah, no, no, I I like it because I I like the idea of a a super cool strong instrumental being three. Like, why not? Like, you know, as long as it's good. I mean, you you don't want to just throw some garbage in there. But I mean, I like it. I think Lost for Words is is cool. It fits in with that feel of Iron Maiden, and it's actually one of those songs where you listen to it. In my opinion, four minutes and fifteen seconds worth of it, and you don't. You don't feel like you're yearning for Bruce Dickinson to come in. Like it's mm-hmm. that good that you you can listen to it. No, it's really good. Rock out I to just, it. It would have made my list, but it's really good. I mean, yeah. and it fits perfectly after what uh, two minutes. Not to for midnight, the innocent. I think like two minutes to midnight oh. ends, and it goes into that like really. Two minutes, yeah, because I think you're right. I think Ace is high, then two minutes to midnight, then into yeah. that. So yeah, they've already got two hits right there, and then yeah. they go into this. So, but yeah, I don't know. For me, I thought Lost for Words would be kind of cool way to have a song three. Again, if it's a good song three, and I think Lost for Words is a good song three.
Hey, what's up, guys? It's Jason McMaster from Dangerous Toys, and you're listening to myself and Chris 51 and Joe on the Headbangers Rock Show. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't normally say an instrumental would be it, which I think it's I think it's a good enough instrumental, which I wanted to put it on my list. Um, and I, I for an Iron for you know Iron Maiden, I think they kind of um, I don't know. Their albums don't have to make as much like, you know, sense as as the as the other ones do. Yeah, you know, that's I mean, true. sometimes they only had eight songs on the album or seven songs on an album in the eighties. You know what I mean? They had long songs. They had you know weird, you know, time trans you know transitions, time signatures and stuff in their music. So, but I yeah, I do. Like, you're right because when I hear that song, I don't even really consider it an instrumental. Like, yeah, it's weird. Really you don't you don't almost no don't notice it. Yeah, because it just feels like an Iron Maiden song. Yeah, and you know because Iron Maiden songs sometimes can be long. That could be like the middle section it of a song be. on you know <laughs> like on somewhere in time. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like and then and then eventually the singing's gonna come around. Exactly. It's just Iron Maiden. You know, exactly. but I don't know. I think it's cool enough that uh, it fits Power Slave a little bit. Um, you know, they've got some real rocking songs on there. And um, all right. Anyways, so all right, so that's my number five. Okay. Uh, what's your number four that almost made your li- almost made your number one? Uh, my number four, which is funny because we grew up uh, loving this record, but of course the hits, and this wasn't really considered a hit on this record. But the more I, I and it's I actually listen to this record less and less as I get older because I listen to High and Dry all the time. It's, oh, yeah. When I listen to Def Leppard, I just listen to High and Dry. Period. There's, it just doesn't get any better than that. Right. But when the more I go back and the more I listen to Stage Fright. <laughs> The more I love that song, um, mm-hmm. and I just think it's it's by far the best song on that record, even after their hits. And you know I'm hits fifty one yes, over here. Yeah, you you like the hits. Yeah, so I, lo- I love that song, Stage Fright. It just stands out to me on that record for some reason. Just a little different than the other the other. Well, songs I think it's one of the songs that most resembles High and Dry. And that's on probably, Pyromania, why. That's probably you know? why I love it. Yeah. I mean, because you can tell, like we've talked about it before with Def Leppard, Pyromania is kind of the. Uh, prelude to hysteria right. you know you can begin to see elements of where they're going even though pyromania still rocks hard right uh there are some elements of it you know where you can start to listen you can hear the 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 what do they call it the guitar synths a little bit mm-hmm. um you know so i mean photograph is a very poppy song you yeah, know the gang uh, vocals and all that kind of stuff yeah. yeah uh too late for love although too late for love is you know not really a it's a ballady type of song ballad-y. but not you know it's yeah. not full on yeah <laughs> balladish um yeah i mean yeah no i think like i said i think stage fright and uh what's the opening song um uh Oh, for Pete's sake! What <laughs> is the opening song? So much tonight, dude. On Pyromania, because Photograph mm-hmm. is number two, right? And then it goes yeah, into stage, Photograph right? Is number two, yeah. Well, whatever song, yeah, you can look it up. Whatever song number one is, I think are those. Oh, Rock, Rock till you drop. Yeah, that's it, though. So those those two songs kind of to me most resemble like the High and Dry era, you right. know, and and to a little bit of extent the you know the the On Through the Night era. Yeah. I agree. So yeah, good pick, right? Yeah, I think stage fright's a great pick. Uh, I, I, it's somewhere here. It, it's one of those ones that for me, I, it didn't quite make my five, but it's I have it written down here mm-hmm. amongst the five. Right. So right. it was it was in the in the mix there too. How um, about you? What you got? So the the, the 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 number four song for me, or one of the you know the, the one I t- dubbed as my number four that didn't quite make my number to be number one, but was in the mix. Um, was from uh, the band that I personally think has the greatest three album um, 
what do you want to call it? Three, it's three albums in a row. So uh-huh. what would you call that? A three album trifecta. trifecta. Uh-huh. Well, yeah. Three album trifecta, you know, sequentially, bam, 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 in a row in the 80s. I think this band. I know, I know the band. Can you I do. say the band? Sure. Kiss. It is Kiss. Okay. So I think Creatures of the Night, Lick It Up, and Animalize, mm-hmm. those three albums coming out back to back to back in a row by Kiss are the, in my opinion, I can't think of another 80s band that had that had that good of three albums in a row. They might have had like a good one, two, skip one, another good one, or might have had just two, and then everything else after it was garbage or, you know, whatever. Right. I don't think there was a, a better three, three album um, span by any band in the 80s, in my opinion. It, I'm a huge fan of all three of those albums. Almost every song towards the end of Animalize, those last couple songs, yeah, I can, I can, I can listen to them. I like them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can, I can, I can start to tail off after that. But I mean, basically, all of Creatures of the Night, all of Lick It Up, and the first like eight songs of of Animalize. You it, know, it was right up there to me with probably like Iron Maiden, Kiss. Yeah. Uh, There's those couple bands that just had those three bam bam. Iron right Maiden around. definitely with you know. Peace of Mind, Power Slave, and Somewhere in Time. That's right. another good trifecta there. That would rival the three that I But I love these three albums by Kiss. No, so the I, one, I'm up there with matter you. Matter of fact, um, there was two. One didn't make my list. Burn, Bitch, Burn on Analyze. Analyze. Love that song. Lick It, it Up didn't make your list. So well, Lick It Up is a, is a, is a hit song. And I know, that, as but much that as I like it. So no. I know what it's got to be then. Yeah. Keep me coming. Keep me coming. Yeah. Yep. Which um, I've always maintained. A lot of people don't like Keep Me Coming oh, on... on uh, on this record because they think the chorus is a little too repet, you know, you got to keep me calm, keep me calm. I get it. But I love the song. It's long been one of my favorite, like two or three songs oh, on yeah, this you album. Always talk about us. And it's yeah. a great song. I, like I love it. So I, I, I got keep me coming, uh, chimed in at number four on the, on the, uh, on the, on the way down to number one. And your number four was stage what? fright. Stage fright. So we got stage fright and, um, keep me coming. Two great songs, but they're not quite there to our number one yet.
you know, in uh, in making uh, an '80s um, album, like we, you know, like we're doing here, we're 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 definitely taking consideration consideration sequence, obviously, because we are literally dissecting these songs one by one. Right. Um, it makes me wonder, you know, how much thought went into it. It'd be great one of these days when we have a another interview with one of these rock guys that had a, a real big hand in the album mm-hmm. making or, you know, whatever, how, like how in the eighties, especially when people actually bought 10 song albums and, you know, it was, you know, five on one side, five on the other, like how much effort did they put into the sequence of the songs? How much input did the band have? Was it mostly like management that, you know, said here's how we're going to sequence it. We think we should put the hit there with this, that. Right. I just wonder because you know we, you and me, have our a formula that we that we love. You know, yeah. Um, how, how all of it's through three songs so far. We think you know a little bit, maybe a little intro, come out of the gate hard. Uh, whether or not you want song two to be rocking or or maybe mid tempo, and then song three's got to be tough and good yeah. and awesome. You know, I wonder how much they, how much effort went into the sequencing of the songs. You know, mm-hmm. or or was it mostly just kind of because sometimes I look at certain albums, I'm like, when the hell is that song doing there? Yeah, yeah. You know, you ever I, wonder I would, that? I would think they'd have like a team of of people at the record label that are like, this is our formula. This has to go here and there. But then I think you got guys like you know Axel and Nikki Six that are like, fuck you. Yeah, that's not going to go there. You know, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I I think I think with some bands, they probably didn't really care, and they left it up to um, the record company or just whatever. Just put it however you want to have it. I bet you some bands definitely had some influence as to where they went, and then there might have been some bands that really wanted to have their hands in the cookie jar, so to speak, when it came to sequencing. Right, I can see like Iron Maiden, maybe having a big hand in in it. Maybe like a Judas Priest or something like that. I could see a band like a Poison, maybe not really giving a crap, you know, or like a Warrant or something. Yeah, like like yeah. Yeah, whatever. Just where do you think? Our, yeah, this song, guys, we think is going to be the hit. We're going to put this at two. Uh, the rest of it, we're just going to sequence kind of randomly. Is that cool? Yeah, that's fine. You know, yeah. I mean, you know, whereas like a Dave Dave Murray might, you know, more like, yeah. no, no, no. You know, I've got a song here, uh, song three. It's about Dungeons and Dragons, so yeah. we can't follow that up with my other Dungeons and Dragons songs. We got to follow it up with my Devils and Goblins song, <laughs> right. you know. And then, we, then we'll go into the uh, you know the the Four Horsemen. And my galloping bass here goes yeah. to, to this, uh, you know. Yeah, tempo so they and, yeah. they had they couldn't you know they had to they had to you know here's a song here's my one of my songs about uh, like a, the history lesson here about right. Alexander the Great. That's got to go last, you know. Yeah, that, that can't be anywhere but last. See that with Iron Maiden. Yeah, so. Um, Anyways, uh, okay, so I don't know. I just think it's it would be interesting to find out how much input some of these guys have. Yeah. And you know what? Maybe if we, if we think we about that with an interview that we do sometime, uh, we should we should ask because um, you know I think it'd be kind of interesting to know yeah. how much influence they had over that. Nowadays, I think it's totally different. But back in the eighties, you know, yeah. um, like I said, I think it was really important the sequence of the album. But now, then again, I look at some albums and I don't. Maybe it wasn't that big a deal. But I mean, I think for people like us that go back and psychoanalyze it, uh-huh. I think it's important. But maybe Usually. back then it was just like people didn't care because you know what? A lot of times they would just go right to the hit. You know, move the needle over to the hit yeah. or, or fast forward to the song too. It's like they just want to hear the hit. You know, so whatever. Yeah. All right, so uh, your song three, that's the third song on your list that didn't make it to number one was? Oh, yeah, my third song on the list that didn't make it to my number one of my number three song. It's kind of confusing, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, this but, is, so this is your number three of your three. Yes. Yeah, okay. all right. I got it. 
Um, it is a song by Iron Maiden. Could you guess which one it is? So, but it's not lost for words. Interesting. We both have a. Uh, it's a hit. It's a Iron Maiden hit. Probably one of their biggest commercial hits. Biggest commercial is a Flight of Icarus. No. No. It's uh, is it? Let's see a madness. No. 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 Can I play with madness? Yep. Oh, Can the I other madness, madness song. Yeah. Can I play with madness? Which you know, for most Iron Maiden fans, was the the last record that was really of that you know amazing classic records before right. they kind of moved on a different direction a little bit and stuff. But well. But actually, that album in itself was a bit of a different direction, though. It really was. It really. was. I mean, considering how, how heavy it is on keyboards in it that was. album. And I, but I liked it. You know, I liked when they started getting into some, somewhere in time and some little keyboard stuff. And then yeah. I loved this whole record. Was, you so. know, if you were to, if you were to um, utilize that, that record again in your list somewhere, mm-hmm. um, it could not be for songs 9 or 10. You realize that, right? Why? It's only an eight-song album. Oh, that's true. Yeah, you're yeah. Right. So, you're right. <laughs> yeah, I can only fit. I can only fit right here. But yeah, can I play with Madness? I mean, I here's the thing about with that Seventh Son album. Like, I love that song. I love Moonchild. Um, only the Good Die Young. I actually really like that yeah. song. Um, there's a couple songs in there like Clairvoyant and Prophecy that like even the title track Seventh Son Seventh Son is an almost ten minute song. Yeah. Like that album is great, but it does lose me a little bit. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't capture me the same way like Peace of Mind and Power Slave do. You know what oh, I mean? No, I agree. It, to me, it's a, a, the first few songs. Yeah. You know, songs one through five. Songs one through four, one through like five. Like if you're making an awesome Iron Maiden playlist, yeah. like Moonchild and, and uh, oh, even the Evil That Men Do. I love oh, that song. that's a great song. Evil too. That Men Do. I think those, like a couple of those songs could be in a playlist, you know? Yeah. Eh, I don't know about the Clairvoyant, know, maybe. Yeah. But but yeah, Can I Play With Madness is a great song. And it is. It fits nice and snugly into your um, uh, uh Categorization there, yeah. you know, hits fifty one. That's so, right. You know, yeah, we got a hit. Yep. We got a hit. Um, What's your uh, third song? My third third. Your third third. My third third. All right. So, um, I like I said so far, mine. Like I, I, I said, come out of the gate strong. First song. I'm okay with diving down. Um, diving maybe, down? Ma- yeah, maybe <laughs> making a little bit of a song two could be a little bit of a mid tempo song. Maybe make three just awesome so far i've had you know lost for words a little out of the box you know uh-huh. an instrumental but a cool ass song just to be just to be fun with it you know and then keep me coming was i love i think it's an awesome awesome song love it i mm-hmm. love that it's number three so my other number three here is um a song that you know i didn't get into this album until after i graduated okay but um i've long i i there this album it's their it's this band's third album and I like their first album and third one. Second one, I'm not as big a fan of, but the fourth one I am. So, like, they, they've got four prominent albums in the 80s. Okay. And I like three out of the four. I like the other one, but I just, I, I don't, it doesn't, it doesn't catch me as much as these other three do. And this particular song that I'm going to pick from this band, um, third one, when I first started getting kind of introduced or maybe maybe reintroduced to this album, I remember hearing this song and just thinking, oh, my God, that song is just awesome awesome hmm um and uh the song is nine five nasty nine five nasty and five nasty it's like it's like nine five nasty makes out the okay. uh phone number you okay, know yeah, yeah. back when yeah, you didn't yeah. have to put in area codes you know yeah. so like nine five what would nb on the dial you know i don't right, know nine right. five you know six right nasty you know that major top five, nine five huh? nasty you know who's you know who it's by right uh not faster pussycat nope, uh nope. ellie guns no 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 bullet boys 
No, no, <laughs> no you got to go into a much darker, much darker direction than that. Wasp, wasp, wasp. God, see, I would, I wouldn't have even known, dude. Like, yeah, love the song Nine I mean, Five I Nasty. Love wasp, but I, I'm more of like their, yeah, their, I guess their first and third album. Third, this is third. This Electric is third? Circus. Yeah, so. yeah, I like Electric yeah. Circus. Yeah, but I now, wouldn't even. I don't like it. I mean, I love it, but I wouldn't. Enough to just remember yeah, the yeah. song title. Yeah. It, you know, like now, the that. interesting thing about this is, let me let me look, because this one, one of the things we talked about at the beginning was that, you know, intros don't necessarily count as songs right. um, per se. So I think in I think in this album, I think I even, I should have made note on this, but uh, yeah, so actually 9-5 Nasty is song or track four, but it's really the third song because gotcha. they have a... They have a minute and 20 intro called The Big Welcome before it goes into the song Inside the Electric Circus. Yeah. So even though it shows up as track four on the album, it technically is the third song. Agreed. So, um, so anyways, yeah, I love 9-5 Nasty. Uh, when I, like I said, when I first started getting back into Wasp and stuff like that, I loved listening to this song. I love this album as a whole, but the one before it, which is... Um, oh, for Pete's sake here. I have it right here in front of me. I'm gonna have to go back and listen to some more Wasp. I think. Yeah, the Last Command. Yeah, which is a good album. It's just it's so much different. I feel than the first and third and the Headless Children, which is my yeah. favorite. Headless Children's great. Yeah, um, but yeah, Wasp is so great. The first album is awesome too. So, anyways, um, big big Wasp fan of the '80s Wasp. Um, so that's gonna be my uh, my third of third coming down, whittling down the list as we are. That's uh, my number three was um, Nine Five Nasty. Yours was uh, I play with madness. Oh, that's right. Can I play with Madness? All right. We're getting close. We're getting close. We've got about 30 minutes left in the show. And, uh, Can I play close. with Madness?
Yeah, so I I think you should, by the way. I think you should follow up on that, and you should go back and listen to a little bit more Wasp. Yeah, after hearing that, I uh, I definitely want to. Yeah, yeah. Um, definitely yeah. going to happen. Um, anyways, okay, so welcome back. We are KOUV Radio. Well, we aren't KOUV Radio. We're we're on KOUV Radio right now. The Couve! The Couve! Um, it's... 8 o'clock, or no, well, it's getting on to 8 o'clock. It's between 6 and 8 uh, West Coast time on KOUVradio.com. And, uh, we call it the Headbangers Rock Show. Chris and Joe over here talking about 80s rock and heavy metal. That's what we do. Uh, we've done it for about, uh, what? Oh, God, a while now. Jumping up six to months? getting close to six months now. We've been on yeah. the show. Um, and we just recently, in the last couple of weeks, started um, putting the episodes uh, after the uh, Wednesday night broadcast, uh, available on Spotify, Stitcher as a, as a podcast called Headbangers Pod. So hopefully, if you know you don't listen to it uh, at that point, maybe you're jumping on and listen to it then. Um, anyways, Headbangers Pod, if it's if it's on a podcast format or Headbangers Rock Show, like mm-hmm. we uh, call it here. So okay, we're getting down to the end of our uh, our our episode here, which is making the '80s making the perfect '80s rock album. Part three, we're on song three. Just to catch up for everybody, we're on our last two songs here. We're gonna we're gonna talk about, but just to catch everybody up to what we're basically doing is we're making our own perfect '80s album. Uh, criteria is the the songs we pick have to be from the '80s, um, and they have to show up as they appear on the album. So tonight we're doing song threes. So on the way to our perfect album. We're going to lead off the album with a song one, going to go to a song two, and the stipulation is they they have to appear on the album that they are on in the order that they're on in our album, right. if that makes sense. So right so now... song two has to be a song two on any Song 80s. two on an 80s right. album. That yeah. would be your song two. And we, we, yeah. we've done like we've done in this episode where we, we I've got a list of five song threes on, on 80s albums that should have, could have, possibly would have made my list, but di- or my, my album, but didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm whittling it down to one. You're whittling it down to one too. So we've done so far to recap my f- my fifth one, uh, "Lost for Words" by Iron Maiden. Just to be a little different, I thought an, you know a cool instrumentalist three could work. Ultimately, didn't make my number one. Number uh, four for me was "Keep Me Coming" by Kiss off "Creatures of the Night." Great, mm-hmm. great song. My number three was Nine Five Nasty" by Wasp off the Inside the Electric Circus album. Damn and uh, your your five was what? My five was um, Motley Crue, Louder Than Hell, mm-hmm. off of Theater of Pain. Mm-hmm. Uh, number four was Stage Fright, Def Leppard, off Pyromania. Yes. Number three, Can I Play With Madness, Iron Maiden, Man. which brings me to my number two. Brings you to your number two. actually shock you, I believe. Is it really going to shock me? You might not have thought of this one, actually. Yeah. This might have slipped under your radar. Mm. Not one of their biggest hits. It is the title track for the record. Title track for the record, not one of their biggest it's, hits. I mean, it's a hit, but it's not, you know, like okay. not one of their yeah, yeah, yeah. Big, Title, big hits, but um, title track, not a big hit. Snugly in the eighties, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh okay. God, wait, was it in the eighties? Oh, let me go back and check my criteria here real fast. I think Ooh. you could get away with it if it was kind of like written in the eighties and came out in like nineteen, you know, Ooh, February that, of ninety. That might have just messed me up because I'm. I just think of this band as an eighties band, but sure, yeah. Yeah, you're right. They had a lot of stuff out in the 70s. 70s? Oh, oh. God. Nope. Is it a 70s song? It's a 70s. It's oh, a I, 70s okay, song. Okay, okay, okay. So it's title track of an album. But you know what? It's okay because it it's not going to be my number one. Right, Let's right. Let's just let it count. But, the, but this band, once they got into the 80s, kind of fit into the hair. And they, that's when they, they, and they fit into the hair metal genre. They got a, a new lead singer in the 80s. And they blew. They yeah, were big, but they 
blew up. So and I, they're now was, one of the biggest selling 80s bands of all time, or of rock bands of all time. Okay, so it's either ACDC or yeah, Van Halen. It's ACDC. Oh, okay. So title track, not in the. Uh, was it Highway to Hell? Oh, no, it's not Highway to Hell. It's uh, got to be Let There Be Rock. Let There Be Rock. Ooh, you went deep. That's 76, even. 77, yeah. 77, yeah. I love that song. You mistook that, that for song. 80s? What kind of you know, what I, kind I, of headbangers rock I show guy are you? I wasn't thinking '80s. I was thinking ACDC. Oh, oh. I'll just look up ACDC. Just look you know, up ACDC. Like, yeah, ACDC's yeah. got to have a song representing you know. And you, I just go. Through hey, I'll tell all you what. I'll give you. I'll give you First Blood instead. How's that? You can <laughs> you can have First Blood as your number okay, two. First Blood. No. Um, so uh, yeah, let there be rock. Let there be rock. Oh, God, I love that song. You love that it song. Just gets me rocking. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, it's a great song um, off that album. I mean, you know, it's got like what Go Down and... Uh, it's a great album. Down Payment album. Blues. No, mm-hmm. not Down Payment Blues. Does it have Down Payment Blues? Where's that on Power Ridge? Dog uh, uh, Eat Dog is what I'm thinking maybe too. Dog Eat Dog, Go mm-hmm. Down, Let There Be Rock. It's got little version uh, Bad Boy Boogie on there. Yeah, it's also got a whole child, lot of Rosie, right? Problem child, hell ain't a bad child. place to be. Yeah, I mean, oh, hell ain't a bad place to be. It's my, one probably the, my favorite ACDC one of the best record. AC, one of the best yeah. ACDC songs from the seventies is Hell ain't a bad place. Yeah, so yeah, that's my bad. I didn't really think seventies, but it did make my number one anyway. Is it a whole lot of Rosie on that album? Uh, no, whole lot of Rosie, huh? It's not. Oh yeah, you're right. It's the very last song on that record. Yeah, yeah. But then it appears it appears again too, doesn't it? On uh, if you want blood, well, it's live, I guess. If you want blood, but. If you want Bloods, a, a yeah. live album, yeah, yeah. So. so wait, whole lot of Rosie is the last song on that album. Yeah, that can't be. Yeah, it's, it's how it's listed here on. Uh, yeah, last album. Is it really? Mm-hmm. That's bizarre. Right, right? Hell ain't a bad place to be. I could have so sworn. That record like finishes off. Problem child, overdose, hell ain't a bad place to be. Whole God, lot you're right. I'm looking at it here too. God, Over, oh, overdose is a great song. Hell ain't a bad place second, to be. The second half, yep. I think, is better than the first half of that. You're right. Record. I think <laughs> problem child, overdose, hell ain't a bad place to be, and whole lot of Rosie. And you know yeah. what? That's actually kind of with ACDC. That actually, their one band that I think their third song, which was mostly hit songs for most bands, yeah, that really didn't apply to ACDC. I think they had a lot of ones and twos that were their best songs, and maybe like a four or five. They didn't really follow that mold of great number threes, you know. And you know, I don't think ACD. As a matter of fact, we were talking about it. Like, how much would a, how much do bands pay attention to that? I I would say, I would say, you know, a band like ACDC, especially some of their '70s albums, there probably wasn't much um, attention paid or or much really credence yeah. to what song would go where because i mean in their especially in their 70s stuff i mean you know some sometimes the the title track is 3 sometimes it's 1 yeah, well, look at sometimes it's on in, the second side back in black the song back in black was number 6 like yeah yeah exactly know, I mean, it, yeah. for those about to rock it's the number 1 title song is number 1 you know and then click of the switch it's 3 back to 1 with fly on the wall right uh heat seeker is oh no wait what, what blow up your video they don't even have a song called blow up your video but yeah. anyways okay well all night long was what number seven on the record so yeah six I know. and seven songs on back and black where they're yeah so, yeah anyways regardless crazy. uh let there be rock my bad you know later half of the 70s uh, not really an still 80s, a great but, you know to me it's worth it just to hear it anyway yeah so. it's still i mean it's not your number one so no, we, can, one, we can let so. it we can let it slide even though you uh you went outside the parameters did, of your '80s album, but since it's not your number one, we'll let it slide. If this was your number one, we'd have you, I'd have you, you know, yeah. go back and pick again, and we'd 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 have to erase the whole show and do it again. But you know, <laughs> um, so uh, my number two, yeah, what's your number two? two? Um, probably, oddly enough, probably from my favorite, all in all, I, and it's gonna be weird, but my it might be it's my favorite album, '80s album from this band. Well, favorite album from this band, 
Um, and it's not a lot of people's favorite. Probably not n- not even anywhere near yours. But band people that like this band, this is kind of an obscurish album, so to speak, a little bit. Didn't have had had the least amount of hits on it okay. for this band. Okay. Uh, their first two albums had a you know, first album had a couple hits. Second album like a hit. This one came out, and then they and this one came out pretty quick too. After the second one, and then they had you know uh, some hit one or two hits on their on their remaining albums. But I I always loved this album. I got it on one of those you know BMG Music things, Columbia House or whatever you know, uh-huh. and you buy sixty four albums for a penny, and then right. you get you know. I remember I got this in the mail, and it, I already loved the band. This mid eighties, it came out, and I just listened to the hell out of this. And for some reason, I latched on to this album as like ultimately song by song my favorite album by this band it's the band is rat mm-hmm. and the song the the number three song on the dance 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 or dance album Ooh. is uh uh drive me crazy Ooh, yeah that's a good that's an obscure pick but a damn good it pick. is and and i like i said i love that album and actually drive me crazy maybe my favorite song on the album if not you know one of seventh avenue is another one but the fact that I love the song Drive Me Crazy and that it's number three, I'm like, dang, it only got beat out by one song. You know what I mean? There was only yeah. one better, in my opinion, for a number three song, and it's coming up next. So, mm-hmm. um, all yeah. right. So, I tell you, I, I, I don't know. I, like I said, for me, Drive Me Crazy could have been could have been number one, but it didn't. It's but it's such a good song that it's right there at number two. So, uh, yours, yours was uh, eight, oh. My cheater a song, seventy song, yeah, yeah. You sure don't want to throw like a Beatles song in there before we get <laughs> yeah, like a like a just for good measure. Honestly, you could throw any '80s ACDC song in there for early to mid '80s. I'd be fine with it. Yeah, so. yeah, that's true. I mean, you know, '70s ACDC and going into that early stuff, yeah, it blends together well enough, right? You right. know, yeah, you know, who knows? All right, well, we'll get to our number ones, uh, and uh, there's not going to be a huge surprise, but. Um, um, I'm interested to see what yours is.
So before we get to number one here, which uh, will happen momentarily, number one of our number three, mm-hmm. um, have you listened to the new Foo Fighters album? Just out of curiosity, at all? Um, any of the songs? No, not really. Not at all. Not much. Have no. you? Did you hear any of the ones that they like dropped early or anything like that? Not really. No. I mean, I love the Foo Fighters, but I haven't had a you, chance. We should. To. Uh, we should. We should. You should go back and I listened to it uh, the other day, um, maybe twice. Um, you should listen to it. Go back. I'd be curious what you think because, you know, I like the Foo Fighters a lot too, mm-hmm. and I think they've gotten really good in later years. You know, I think they peaked, but I think they're still pretty good. I'd, I'd be curious what you think. Uh, uh, maybe maybe next maybe next episode we'll we'll kind of do our own little review of the Foo Fighters, the new album. Right. Yeah, I like it because uh, there's a couple good songs on there, but I have an opinion about where I feel like the sound has gone and who's driven the sound that okay. way. So we'll be, we might be okay, curious like to find it. that out. So, I like it. anyways, um, all right. So number one of our number three, making the perfect '80s ten song rock album. Is that yes. enough? That's it. That makes sense. That makes sense. That <laughs> makes sense. It makes sense to me. So Headbangers Rock Show. We're winding it down. Uh, or Headbangers Pod, KOUVradio.com. Um, anyways, uh, here we go. We're, uh, we, we call these episodes that we do every once in a while Making the Perfect 80s Rock Album. And um, uh, let's recount real quickly our five, four, three, two, and then we'll go to one. Right. Mine was Lost for Words, Iron Maiden, uh, off of Power Slave. Number four, I said Keep Me Coming by Kiss, off of Creatures. 395 Nasty by Wasp off of uh, um, Inside the Electric Circus. Two, number two, that was so close to making make number one for me was Drive Me Crazy by Rat off of the Dance, Dance, Dance album. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to get down to my number one. Recap yours real quick again. Uh, my number five was Louder Than Hell, Motley Crue off of Theater of Pain. Number four, Stage Fright, Def Leppard off some Pyromania. Number three, Can I Play With Madness, <clears throat> Iron Maiden. Number two, I cheated a little bit. Yeah, you did. Let There Be Rock, Let ACDC. Be rock. Uh-huh. Um, and number one is what? To me, this was the easiest pick I've ever had. Really? Because this is my, not from my favorite band, but my second favorite 80s band, but probably to this day still my all-time favorite 80s hair metal song. I hope I hope I hope you stick with uh I hope you stick with your um stick your, with the hits. Stick with your hits. Yeah, you got to stick with the hits. Stick what is it? Lay it on me. It's got to be a hit. It's got to be a hit. It's round and round. Oh, right? it is round it's and round. Round All and right. round. I mean, you to couldn't me, get away from the hits there. I couldn't. To me that is the Chris hits 51. The best 80s song in my opinion yep. ever made. It's a uh, great great song. I just I love it. So that would be so your album so far would go Go live wire, live wire, crew, crazy train, crazy train, and then round, round and round. That's a damn good first wow. three songs. Wow, too. yeah, you definitely okay. Yeah, no so uh, unmistakable. So for me, I, um, I know what it is already. By the way, too, I, I just you do. The, yeah, you didn't mention it in your top five, so it yeah. can only be one song yep. to me. Yep, it happens to be my probably one of my favorite, if if not maybe my favorite song by this band. Um, and you, it was in your top five list. Okay, so yeah. I know who. Yeah, yeah. I definitely. I know who yeah. is that. Yeah, yeah. It was in your top five list. It was my number one. It was your number five. Okay. To me, this song, um, I don't know, off of a otherwise, you know, roughly mediocre album mm-hmm. from them, and I, it's funny because, you know, the album before this was phenomenal. The album before that was phenomenal. The album after this has got good moments. The album after that's got good moments. I feel like this one. You know, as much as we dig this band, I feel like this album has some good stuff on it, but it's also got some stuff that's, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But um, 
I feel like this song is one of the best song threes of all time. And it was a song that was remade. Um, it was an early song that they go back with this song for a while. It could have almost mm-hmm. been on, on the first album or the second album. That's how long they'd had it in their hopper. They changed it. It used to be called Hotter Than Hell. Mm-hmm. And I think they had uh, a version of Hotter Than Hell on one of those like albums they released, you know, with right. some B-sides some or demo edition. stuff, and yeah. sh- you know. So, uh, but it's louder than hell by Motley Crue. Good choice. Um, in my opinion, it's just one of their best songs of all time. It's it's to me, it sounds like on an album that basically sounds like they're they're changing direction from Shout the Devil. Mm-hmm. It's the one song on there that I feel like could be still on Shout the Devil. Right, right. Like you could stick lou- louder than hell on Shout the Devil, like anywhere inside two or you know towards the end of side one or whatever. Um, and I think it would have fit. Actually, you could make it song three. You could. You could put Bastard somewhere else, you right? Could, yeah. and, uh, you, Louder Than Hell could be song three on Shout the Devil. Bastard, yeah. yeah. And I think it would be, I think it would still be strong. You know, it's one of the best songs by Motley Crue. And, um, Couldn't agree you know, more. Yeah. I just, I love the song. So for me, Louder Than Hell makes it. So I've got, I've got, um, I've got uh, To Hell with the Devil, uh, Not for the Innocent, and Louder Than Hell. See how many other Hell songs I, I can know, fit in this album here. here. Yeah. <laughs> Two out of three so far have had the word Hell in it. So. Um, all right, well, it's been Headbangers Rock Show or Headbangers Pod, whichever you're listening to. Um, we'll be back next week. We're not sure what next week's show is going to be. Uh, it might be song four or it might be something totally different. We'll mm. see. You know, we'll, we'll, t- we'll take it up as we go, but uh, we'll see you guys next week. And uh, thanks for listening, if you did, um, to The Coove. Coove! I'm Joe. Over across the way from me is... Chris51. We'll be back next week on Headbangers Rock Show. Stay metal. <laughs>